Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are actually going to be taking a break from talking about the Jets specifically. I wanted to focus on the current NHL awards race. Obviously, the NHL season is, well, basically winding down. We've only got a few weeks left of the regular season, and it's at this time when voters are starting to count the ballots, at least mentally in their heads, and trying to pick this season's top players. Let's peek at who makes the cut on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Before we kick things off, thanks for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like this podcast and want to stay tuned to the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Now, like I mentioned at the start of the show, I thought it would be fun to check in on the scoring race leaders, all the trophy kind of folks, and get a sense of which players might be at the top of uh, ballots once um, the end of season awards show rolls around and, you know, the Players Association and stuff has to make their selections yada, yada, yada. And uh, this year, there are some interesting candidates for positions. I think it's going to be a very contested race for a, a number of the awards. And I feel like this is a season in which some of the traditional uh, awards might actually be better served going to players from different positions that don't traditionally win them. These arguments always come up every season because inevitably some guys transcend the usual, uh, I would say, definitions or maybe boundaries of players that are eligible for selection for some of these awards. But this year, it really does feel like some of the candidates are are truly at the top of the list, and I wouldn't be shocked to see maybe some interesting decisions, especially, say, around the Hart Trophy. Let's start off with the easy stuff first, though. Taking a look at the Art Ross uh, Trophy race, which is always for the leader in points, Connor McDavid is currently at the top with 97 points. Ironic because he wears 97, uh, and, and certainly right behind him is his teammate Leon Dreisaitl. After that, you've got Huberto, Goudreau, and Austin Matthews. Huberto and Goudreau are tied at 90 points, and Matthews is sitting there at 83. Now, within the top 10 of this list, you might be surprised to know that there is, in fact, a Winnipeg Jet. This almost never really happens. I mean, Winnipeg, I, I don't recall uh, having a top 10 candidate this late in the season in the past couple of years. Might have been Mark Scheifele, who was the last to actually get there, um, unless it was Blake Wheeler, but it's been a while since either of them have really produced at the kind of level that we're talking about. Still not sure what Jed is actually in the top 10? Well, I'll uh, spoil it for you. It is Kyle Connor, who uh, actually became the first Jet in franchise history to record a 40-40 and season, which is 40 goals and 40 assists, the other night. As an aside, I was actually very interested in Kyle's uh, season this year. It's a little bit unusual for him to not frustrate me in certain areas. Like, I know defensively he's got some very serious issues, and it's not really changed all that much. But this year... It feels like in terms of volume shooting, in terms of offensive creation, 
he's just hit another level. And like the points that he's earning, it's not like he's uh, just gaming power plays and stuff. He really is earning a lot of the even strength scoring, and it feels pretty legit. So if this is what he can do year in and year out, you're really happy with him staying. Uh, certainly, you aren't uh, too worried about moving him or you know expecting a downturn in form. Maybe this is the real Kyle Connor we've always been waiting for beyond just the really talented sniper. Maybe he can finally add a little bit more offensive versatility to his game, which, you know, he's always had the tool sets, but actually putting them all together in a cohesive unit, sometimes a little bit more difficult to get it out of him uh, in, you know, previous seasons. But this year, not really a concern at all. Back to the Art Ross race, though. I mean, this feels like Connor McDavid is going to win it again. I mean, it's it's hard to kind of imagine anyone else really coming close other than Dreisaitl. Even Huberto and Goudreau just don't really have uh, the sort of consistent offensive chops that McDavid does. And Dreisaitl is usually a, a factor on um, McDavid's goals as well, and certainly vice versa there. I, I think that they actually have a pretty symbiotic relationship when it comes to the scoring race. So, you know, as one's uh, points totals increases so too usually does the other at the same time, which does mean that McDavid is kind of in a decent position to actually win the race this year. Now, uh, you know, while he is actually leading the NHL scoring race for points, I don't actually think he should be, in my mind, the Hart Trophy winner. Uh, you know, I, I know that the Hart Trophy is always the most important player to their team, uh, really pulling the most weight um, and, and having like an MVP kind of season in the context of their team. And McDavid every year is kind of one of those guys that perennially wins it in a way. Even if um, somebody else were to win the trophy, most people would probably say that it's always McDavid because there's this perception that he is the one carrying Edmonton, which, you know, I, I don't know that that's really an unfair assumption. But this year, I, I think there are a couple of candidates for me that stand above the rest, especially from other positions. Uh, some of these players, you know, might be a little bit surprising for some folks because, you know, this, this debate does come up frequently, but especially when it comes to goalies, they're almost never chosen for this award. In fact, I'm not sure if a goalie has ever been chosen for the heart before. If a goalie has been chosen, it's been many, many, many years since the last one was selected, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't happened, which then leaves you with a lot of skaters to choose from. And, uh, you know, honestly, aside from the forwards, there are some, like, um, defenders who might qualify I don't really feel like any of them are actually on the level of, you know, the the, the impact that McDavid and some of my candidates for uh, non-skater value is concerned. But certainly this is a really good crop to choose from um, if you're looking for a Hart Trophy candidate. And I'll talk about which ones for me might make the most sense as we start to get nearer towards the uh, the harder trophies and awards to choose from. Up next, though, we are going to take a look at the Rocket Richard race, which is always one of my most entertaining ones, as well as the Norris Trophy race. And then after that, we'll get into the Vezina and eventually the Hart Trophy race. Before we get too crazy, though, and put the cart ahead of the horse, I really wanted to tell you a little bit about BetOnline.net and why they should be your number one choice for all of your online betting needs. Football might be over, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. Not into football? No problem. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. They've even got great lines for all of you Winnipeg Jets fans. From player points totals to award winners and more. 
Want to bet on Hellebuck winning another Vezina trophy? Log into betonline.net right now and place your bet. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. To get started, register for a free account with BetOnline.net right now. Start winning today because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're also listening to this podcast, you should also be subscribed to Locked On NHL, featuring our very awesome program, Locked On Now, giving you instant hits and analysis from all of the latest NHL game action, as well as all of the other wonderful sports that we cover across the Locked On Podcast Network. We're one of the only sports media groups giving you hard-hitting analysis when you need it all the time, so be sure to give Locked On NHL a follow right now. Hopping back on over to the NHL awards discussion, obviously this year has had a pretty topsy-turvy group of folks competing for many, uh, many top titles. And honestly, one of the trophies that I've not really been keeping as close an eye on, but I thought, you know, actually had a guy like Ovechkin or something in the lead for the race. It's not the case at all. Uh, this one is the Rocket Richard, which is for the top goal scorer. And Austin Matthews has actually carved out a very sizable lead over some of the, uh, more traditional standouts for this trophy with 48 goals, which that's kind of mad, man. 48 goals is insane, especially with like 15 or so games left in the season. I honestly don't know how often guys even approach hitting 50 goals. Uh, it really doesn't happen for many. When Ovechkin did it a couple of years ago, and when I say a couple, I mean like, what was it, nine or 10 years? Uh, it was a pretty momentous occasion, and it's it's a super rare achievement, so to see Matthews hitting at 48 is is just crazy. Um, it has happened in the past couple of seasons, I'm sure. I, I don't recall who it would have been, but with goal scoring up over the past couple of years, I, it wouldn't shock me if it's been maybe you know a couple of times where we've seen 50-plus goals being the barrier for this trophy. Um, Leon Dreisaitl, though, is right behind Matthews, sitting at 47, so it's not like it's just Matthews who's pulling away from the entire crowd. He's got some folks right behind him, and Chris Kreider might be one of the biggest surprise names. I don't know what Kreider is shooting this year. It might be like 20 or 30%, which is just insane. He's got 44 on the year, which I, I just never would have imagined at this age for him. Uh, you know, Kreider, obviously a very quality player. He's been a great net front nose driving hard tackle player, but 44 goals is kind of crazy for the kind of player he is, especially because he's actually ahead of Ovechkin, who is currently sitting in fourth place with 42 goals. Certainly very respectable and, and not something to be sniffed at, especially with Ovechkin uh, at the age of, what, 36 now, I want to say. Uh, he definitely is getting up there in years, but this is a really talented goal-scoring crop, uh, maybe one of the more productive groups that we've seen in the past couple of years. It feels like the race has had a lot of lead changes this year. I mean, it's to the point where I didn't even realize Matthews is actually in first by a pretty decent margin over Ovechkin. But once again, you know, a certain Jet is actually sitting in this top 10, and that is Kyle Connor. Uh, again, like I said, he is the first Jet in history to post a 40-40 and 40 season. Now he has 41 goals on the year, which again is kind of funny because 41, I believe, was his rookie number many, many years ago. Um, it actually has been several years since then because, you know, time passes quickly and Connor has gotten older. So it's kind of neat to see uh, his development and maturation. But, you know, as far as this list is concerned, you know, KFC, does he have a shot at catching some of these other top end players? 
Probably not. I think it'd be really difficult to expect him to hit like 50 goals, which seems like it's going to be the bare minimum to even be in the neighborhood. If Matthews is already at 48, yeah, you're going to have to score a boatload. That's just the reality. There's been some statistical buzz around the idea that Matthews is not only the top goal scorer, but might honestly be the best player in the NHL this year, which I find very interesting. It sounds like his defensive game has taken another leap, and that his overall impact on the ice is just utterly suffocating and dominant. So, very interesting conversation. Does he get eligibility for the Hart Trophy? Certainly. Will he actually win it? No. I I think Toronto is deep enough to where, even if Matthews puts up a a super year like this, he isn't playing at a level where I think people are are liable to actually separate him from the rest of that deeper team. Even if Matthews is actually putting up the results he is, you know, much by his own power, and I think that there is a, a decent argument for that, he's always going to be seen as somebody who maybe isn't on the level of McDavid. I just think the perception around him isn't really going to change that, and so where he is now is probably where he's going to remain. But if all he gets out of it is a Rocket Richard trophy, I really can't see him complaining about that. On the defensive side of things, it gets very tricky very quickly because there is a pretty uh, notable stratification of scoring from blue liners, and the Norris always seems to be, every year, factored in heavily by point scoring. I I feel like for defenders, that's kind of a joke because if you're a defender, right, your job is to prevent goals and obviously promote offense at the other end, but predominantly, you know, a lot of the thought around their position is somebody who again, secures the defensive zone and creates defensive exits, uh, facilitates transition, all that sort of stuff, which doesn't necessarily result in point scoring. So why is that perhaps the the central feature of their awards voting? Well, the world may never know. Also, points are just super easy to pick. So while the world may never know the true reason, I think that's a pretty good assumption and certainly one that would give some uh, credence to the idea that maybe the voting isn't all that great. If we're just to assume that the top point-scoring defender is going to win again, uh, it's going to be Roman Yosi, who's sitting in first with 81 points, which, yeah, I mean, that's nothing to sniff at either. I mean, 81 is pretty crazy, especially at Yosi's age. Uh, You know, his defensive impact might be declining a bit, but certainly offensively, he seems like he's still getting it done. Behind him, you've got the young guns in Kale McCarr and Adam Fox. And then there's a fourth name, Victor Hedman. Now, I've heard some interesting thoughts about Hedman maybe being the overall top-end defender, and the most impactful on the ice. This is a really hard crop to choose from because, for me, I think Makara would probably have to be my choice. I think Kale has been such a dynamic offensive force, and honestly, his defensive game and his attention to detail has really improved this year uh, compared to previous seasons. He's not cheating as much. He's able to track back and mark passing and shooting lanes more effectively. Uh, His defensive end-zone awareness seems to be a lot better. There's just more to like with him in his uh, overall game than there was in previous years, and it's not like he wasn't offensively talented before. He was already doing that stuff. It's just, can he round out his game to become a top-end Norris candidate? That said, he's probably not going to win because Roman Yossi. It's crazy to think that this is the you know metric by which most defenders get evaluated for this trophy, but yeah, you've never really seen a 20-point defender winning this trophy in the, the past like decade. It just doesn't really happen anymore. I'd honestly be surprised if it ever happened because I I think the way that people think about defenders and what makes the really top end ones, well, it's hard to really quantify not uh, not allowing goals, so you might as well just look at points scored. 
But for as difficult as trying to figure out who the actual Norris candidate is, I really do not envy the folks who are going to have to look at the Vezina Trophy. We're going to talk about the Vezina and why I think it might tie into the heart this year in just a little bit. But before then, I thought you should hear about rockauto.com and why they should be your first choice for all of your auto part replacement needs. Before we go any further, I thought you should hear about why rockauto.com is the best place to buy your auto parts. There are literally thousands and thousands of vehicles out there, and it's really hard for auto parts stores to keep up stocking parts, accoutrements, and everything in between. You might stand in line for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes waiting for your chance to buy the part that you need, and you find out they don't even have it in stock. If you want to save time and money, then just go to rockauto.com instead. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their easy-to-use intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, and model of your vehicle, and then set a price range filter so you always get the parts that you need at the prices you want. Whether you need a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you could save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Hello friends and welcome to these closing thoughts on tonight's Locked On Jets. We are looking at some of the uh, current top races for the uh, NHL awards trophies and we've covered some of the top scoring ones. I wanted to take a look at the goalie and heart trophies because the Vezina and Hart might be, for me, one and the same this year. Now, I think voters are going to have a really hard time. There are some crazy, crazy candidates. I feel like the save percentage for the top goaltenders this year is just nuts, uh, and we're seeing really good candidates. Now, which candidates are the real deal? For me, I, I, I think it really comes down to a couple of netminders in particular. On the low end, I think Vasilevsky has a decent shot at getting recognition. Um, and, and Tristan Jari might actually be in this conversation too. I don't think either of these guys for me would be clear number one picks. But, you know, given Jari's turnaround and performance, how the Pens have been doing with him in net uh, and the overall team's performance, you know, maybe he gets a nod. Vasilevsky might also get a nod because everyone always loves Vasi and, and in general he's been pretty decent this year. A couple of moments where maybe he struggled a bit more than usual, but overall Vasilevsky still very elite, still a great goaltender. But, you know, as you go through this list, I start to look at some of the top names and I really feel like I've, I've circled two particular ones that stand out for me for different reasons. Uh, one for, for Jacob Markstrom, I really feel, you know, Markstrom has been a Vezina caliber candidate for a while now. He's had a couple of really amazing seasons with Vancouver that kind of looked worse than they actually were. In fact, he was probably pretty darn brilliant for them, despite having a lower save percentage. I think Markstrom is super legit, and uh, honestly, Ilya Sorokin, if he had an even longer sample size, would probably get some nods there. I think Sorokin has had a pretty brilliant season. But, you know, above all, there is one name that I really feel... There's no question he is the Vesna uh, favorite for me. And that is uh, Igor Shesterkin. Igor basically has to surrender goals to remind people that he is, in fact, mortal and beatable. He's having literally one of the greatest all-time seasons uh, a goalie has ever had. I mean, we're talking like Dominic Hasek insanity. He's, the, he's been that crazy for New York. And the fact that the Rangers are even sniffing a playoff spot despite not really being all that great and uh, actually within the top three or so of the Metro is really a testament to just how insane Shesterkin's season really is. He's got a 936 and he's been consistently 
one of the top performing goalies in the entire NHL for the whole year. I mean, this guy, I don't know if I can even say enough about him. I, I could basically drown him in superlatives, and I don't think it would go far enough. This is such a good season that I almost don't know if he can ever replicate something like this because he's just been dominant, but maybe he really is the real deal. Maybe this is what we're going to see with him going forward. I, I don't know the last time that we've seen a goalie with this level of performance doing it year in and year out. Hellebuck, maybe you could say. John Gibson, uh, also a pretty good shout. Henrik Lundqvist throughout his career, amazingly elite and consistent. Uh, Vasilevsky, also pretty darn great. But like Shesterkin is kind of breaking records uh, in, in his performances, especially if you start diving into more advanced statistical analysis and doing some comparisons against uh, other goalies in similar situations playing behind the defenses that they did. So Igor, yeah, mad season. I also feel like for me, he is the Hart Trophy favorite. I know he probably won't win it, but I, I feel with how bad the Rangers are at times and how dominant Shesterkin is, it's kind of like Bizarro Jets. Um, obviously, the, the Rangers have some really amazing talent, and I think the finishing has been spectacular for them this year. But if you start to filter that out, look more at their defensive performances, look at how much uh, their players are actually creating. It's a little bit grim in certain areas, and I think Shesterkin has done an insane job of covering up for all of their shortcomings. He's basically put them on a path to where if the Rangers were to sort of PDO their way to a cup and Shesterkin kind of just shutting everyone out, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, this guy, it's really hard to bet against him. And I truly feel that when you say somebody is putting their team on their backs, that's kind of the performance that you're getting with Igor. Shesterkin has been a monster this year. I really feel like he deserves both trophies, and I'd be curious to know if you agree. You know, have you seen anyone else who's really done as much as Shesterkin has to really carry the load and really dominate for the team in this manner? For me, I don't think so. You know, Matthews is probably one of the only other players that really comes close uh, who's not named McDavid. But for what Shesterkin's performance means to his team, yeah, I don't think anyone else is coming close. Of course, though, if you disagree, be sure to go to uh, Twitter at HLLivingLoco or LO underscore Winnipeg Jets and uh, tell me I'm an idiot and tell me who you would choose for some of these awards and why you think they might be better cho choices and picks. But for tonight's episode, that actually is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And again, thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!